Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Five, four, three, two, one. How you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. With just one game left in the regular season, the New York Giants, with a hideous record of just five wins and ten losses, that's right, five wins and ten losses, they still can win the NFC East. And should they do so, they will also host a playoff game, being a division champ. Yep, hard to believe, but true. And you know what's also true? The unbelievable hypocrisy of some members of the media who cover the Giants, and Jets for that matter. So like I said, listen up, because you're really going to want to get a load of this. All right, folks. So it is what it is. What I'd like to know is, who... Who passed this rule that if you have a record of 5-10 and ten and you can win the division at 6-10, and ten, you still don't have the right to be in the playoff picture? Who passed that rule? It is what it is, folks. If the Giants beat the Cowboys this coming Sunday at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey, and the Eagles also happened to beat Washington in Philadelphia, the Giants, Eagles, and Washington will all finish with an exact record of 6-10. and 10. But the Giants would win the division because they would have had the best division record at 4-2. and two. As crazy as it is, and yes, their current record of 5-10, and 10, as I said, is hideous. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. But they've played by the rules. And the rules say, if you have the best record in your division, you win your division. And if you're a division winner and it gives you a home playoff game, that's the rules. You live by the rules. And because somebody doesn't like it, that's just too bad. I mean, folks, for as long as I've covered sports, and I'm not just talking in my professional life for 36, 37 years, 38, whatever the hell it is. I'm talking about my entire life. What is the one thing you and me, we all have heard? On any given day, on any given day, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. It's like the old stories with a fighter, especially in in the old heavyweight division. A guy has a knockout chance. It takes one punch to knock out your opponent. For as long as you have been listening and watching sports, for as long as I've been covering sports, there's been upsets after upsets. Who passed the rule that 
You have to have a certain record to get in. No, you have to have the best record within your division. And, and do not misread what I'm saying. Please don't. Five and ten sucks. Okay? No doubt about it. People want to use the term, uh, you know, the least of the East when they're talking about the NFC East. I get it. And should they be the focus of some silly jabs and mockery? I get that too. But they're playing by the rules. It's almost like saying, if you upset a team, you don't deserve to win. Who are the biggest underdogs in the Super Bowl? Of course, the Jets in Super Bowl three. Did they not deserve to win? Because they were the heavy underdog? It just, it makes no sense. And it's not just in football. How many times have we seen in baseball teams play spoilers? What teams with lesser records they get in, you get in as a... How about this? Should a wild card not be eligible to be a Super Bowl champ? Because it's happened on many an occasion. This logic is... It's just, it doesn't make any sense. This argument, I refuse to buy into any of it. It just does not make any sense to me at all. You go ahead and play. And the chips fall where they may. And if they fall in your favor where you can get into the postseason, so be it. I mean, I've heard people say to me, Oh, you know, you don't want them getting into the postseason because they're not going to do anything anyway. Ah, I get that. I'll tell you this right now, folks. As sure as I'm sitting here in front of this microphone talking to you, my friends out there. Watch. Just watch what would happen. How the bandwagon would be overflowing. And I'm not just talking about fans. I'm talking about the hypocritic media. They'd be writing all these gushing stories. Whoa, Joe Judge. He got him going at the right time, this new 38-year-old head coach. He said he was building something. He believed in his guys. Well, look where they are now. They're one or two wins away from going to the Super Bowl, but a beep, but a bop, but a boop. I'm not saying that's going to happen. But I'm telling you, that's what would happen if the Giants so happened to get on a run. And while we're talking about some hypocrisy here, because I'm going to get into more on the Giants' hypocrisy, the Jets, the woeful Jets, who are now 2-13 after winning two in a row, they didn't just win two games in a row here. They didn't just beat the little sisters of the poor. Okay? No, they went in to Los Angeles and beat a Ram team 
that is trying to get into the playoffs. And what they do this past Sunday, they beat, they beat a Browns team that was trying to get into the playoffs. Two playoff-bound teams. Yes, I know, albeit, you know, the Browns had their problems with, you know, four receivers out with uh, COVID. But nonetheless, they beat two teams. So here's where the hypocrisy lies. People have been pissing on, and that's the term, literally pissing on Donald and the Jets. Ah, this guy's not a franchise quarterback. Uh, He's not the guy. We got to get him out of town. And and they got to get Trevor Lawrence, the stud from Clemson, the next thing since Peyton Manning. So what happens these last two games? Donald shows his character, which, by the way, through all the losses in his first three years, has shown tons of character, facing the media, standing up to the critics day in and day out. And he led his team to two victories. And now people are pissed off because they blew the chance to get Trevor Lawrence. Because of the situation is what it is, the Giants, uh, the Jets, excuse me, will now be the number two pick. Get the number two pick. Y- you know what it told me if I was a Jets fan? That this team, after being kicked to the curb and pissed on and dumped on and crapped on and everything else, they showed some big time character these last two games. They didn't go home. They didn't play as if their bags are packed. They didn't play as if their their um, head coach Adam Gaze is. They were just waiting for him to be fired. No, they didn't. They did not quit. And again, folks, this is not a Jets fan talking. But but I looked at these two games. I'm saying, man, that's a sign of character. These guys showed that they had some gumption, they had some balls, and went out and played and performed. You know, all all I've been hearing, really, all I have been hearing, and I think I mentioned it last week, but all I've been hearing is about how, you know, Sam Donald needs a fresh start. I mean, he's just not the guy. He's just not the guy. Do we need to get... Get him out of here and bring in Trevor Lawrence. This was, you know, two weeks ago. And a a lot of those same people saying that, a lot of those same people saying that and writing that and talking about that were the same people, the very same people who, and I remember this distinctly, when Sam Donald was drafted, few years back after the Giants drafted Saquon Barkley with the number two pick. Dave Gettleman, the general manager of the Giants, was raked over the coals because how do you draft a running back when you have a franchise quarterback like that in Sam Donald? Those same people who criticized 
the Giants for not drafting Sam Donald because you need a franchise quarterback. A franchise quarterback is going to last a lot longer than, than a franchise running back. Those are the same people who are talking about getting Sam Donald out of town now. It's, it's just nonsense. Everybody is entitled to an opinion. And in, in particular fans, and I've discussed this in the past, but members of the media, and that includes me, members of the media have an obligation to talk about things objectively, fairly, and not to talk in terms when you have an agenda. And that's what has happened. And unfortunately, folks, it has not just happened in sports. Hypocrisy in the media in this country is rampant. And I'm not getting into politics now. And I don't care if you're left, right, uh, conservative, Republican, uh, Democrat, Republican, conservative, liberal. I don't care. We've seen people write and talk and and report not the way a report should be delivered, but with an agenda. And questions get asked, both in politics and in sports, with an agenda. I'll give you another example. This past week, uh, it was Wednesday. Yeah, day before Christmas. Uh, Joe Judge at his, you know, weekly Zoom conference with the media, the Giants media, was asked the question, Joe, Joe, is Daniel Jones your quarterback for 2021? Judge's response was the correct response. Daniel Jones is our quarterback. That was it. Frank and to the point. Daniel Jones is our quarterback. Now, you're asking me, if in case you're asking me, Russ, what's wrong with that question? I'll tell you what's wrong with that question. You got a team with two games left in the regular season. Now, let's use a little logic here, folks. Okay, let's use a wee bit of logic here. You got two games left in the regular season. Your team is still functioning with the chance to get into the postseason. Okay? Even, and that's not the case, but even if it was the case that Joe Judge wanted to make a quarterback change in 2021. And quite frankly, he'd be stupid too. But that's another issue. If that was the case, do you think a head coach would say two with two games left, yeah, I'm making a change next year. He's not going to be my quarterback. Or I have no confidence in him. So we'll see what happens in these last two games. The agenda to that question was, let me stir the pot. Let me stir the pot. 
and you know what? The pot was stirred because, because all you read about, all you read about after that question was answered was Daniel Jones in 2021. Daniel Jones in 2021. There was no doubt. There is no doubt. Unless, God forbid, God forbid, he, he was hurt or something like that. There's no ifs, ands, or buts that Jones was coming back. And not only that, there's no ifs, ands, or buts that the Giants are very pleased with Jan- Daniel Jones as their future quarterback for many years to come. They view him as their franchise. The players love him. The coaches love him. They like his abilities. They, they rave about his leadership and his commitment. Did any of you watch, if any of you did watch the Ravens game yesterday when the Giants were manhandled in Baltimore? Did you see Daniel Jones getting sacked six times, three on three consecutive plays? Was that Daniel Jones' fault? And believe me, folks, I get it. Quarterbacks, that's the position. They get all the praise or most of the praise, and with it comes the blame. But this business about Daniel Jones, I, I mean, I was reading this week, well, you know, they got a lot of questions that ask themselves the Giants do because is he the guy because he's fumbled and stumbled through this year? What do you mean he fumbled and stumbled through this year? The season started, besides keeping them in games, a lot of games, I mean, he was playing in particular at the beginning of the season with a makeshift offensive line. I mean, now things have progressed, and certainly they did not perform. Nobody performed well yesterday. Offense, defense, nobody. And they played, they looked like really an inferior team to the Ravens yesterday. But, you know, he's, Daniel Jones has played. He's a second-year quarterback playing at sometimes with a a first, really a first-year center. He might be a third-year player, Nick Gates, but a first-year center, along with three other rookies on the offensive line. I mean, come on. And, and people have this agenda, as I say, and, and folks... I do not work for the New York Giants Chamber of Commerce. But but let's be fair. I, I've heard everybody kill. It's And I don't know why. A lot of the local media goes after the general manager, Dave Gettleman. And, and for the life of me, I shake my head. I mean, let's think about this for a second. Is drafting a uh, somebody like Saquon Barkley idiotic? You want to have a difference of opinion, that's fine. Is drafting Saquon Barkley idiotic? Hey, last year, but but they, they hammered Gettleman for that. They hammered Gettleman for trading Odell Beckham Jr., 
Odell Beckham Jr. was a favorite of mine when he played with the Giants. We used to talk quite often. In fact, I was on the phone with him the night he was traded, texting back and forth. And I remember he used to say to me, Russ, I, don't, I just don't feel appreciated here. And I used to say, Odell, do yourself a favor. Don't ever say that again, especially publicly. And so he says to me, why? I says, I'll tell you why. They just gave you 90 million freaking dollars. Everybody should want to feel so underappreciated as you. So in the end, wasn't working out. They traded him. Jabil Peppers came in the deal. A, a draft pick that subsequently became Dexter Lawrence in the deal. Mainstays. Part of the future of this Giants defense. I don't see what's so bad. They'd kill him for drafting this guy. But I don't, I don't hear all the praise he got for drafting Darius Slayton, a number five um, receiver who plays like a number one. And, and Darius at times gets criticized because, well, is he really a number one? Well, also this season, Darius was playing without Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard in the lineup due to injuries. So it's kind of hard to look like a number one when everybody is, you know, paying more attention to you, doubling or tripling up on you. But it's let's go after Gettleman. I don't hear anybody going after Gettleman or, or praising Gettleman about drafting, not, excuse me, not drafting, signing free agents this offseason. James Bradbury, defensive back. Probably the Giants' most valuable player this year. Picked to the Pro Bowl. Logan Ryan, defensive back. Just gave him a three-year contract extension for 10-plus million a year. Signed free agent, Blake Martinez, linebacker. Signed free agent, linebacker, Kyla Fackrell. Linebacker. All of these guys making major contributions. But nobody, you know, it's like, folks, you, me, we're all open for criticism. But criticism has to come fairly. It has to come fairly. You, you, you can't just, because you feel a certain way, it's, it's okay for you, the fan, to feel a certain way. But when you're covering, when you're paid to cover a team or to cover a person, you need to do it fairly. Not draped in hypocrisy. And I just feel that's what's gone on more so than ever before. I've been covering the Giants since 1988. And trust me, I've had my run-ins over the years. I certainly have. Well-documented run-ins. But you, you got to cover things fairly. I don't wake up in the morning saying, I want to get this guy. That's not how you do business. 
It's just an improper way of doing business. You, you have to go about things fairly. Cross your T's and dot your I's. But remove the word from agenda, uh, word agenda from your mind and vocabulary. Because when you when you're covering anything, sports, politics, anything with an agenda, that automatically tells me you're not covering it fairly. So, I, I just, look, we're going into this coming weekend. It's the last weekend of the season. And really, um, it's amazing to me that the National Football League has gotten through the season. Really has. Think about it. Yeah. COVID has hit everybody hard. But football's a business. The NFL's a business. And and I'll tell you what, watching the Giants game yesterday against the Ravens, kudos, big time kudos to uh, those Ravens. Because those Ravens were six and five and they were ravaged, ravaged by COVID-19. I mean, they looked like they were going to have to close up ship a close-up shop because the ship be sinking. But man, you want to talk about getting hot at... Well, you know, that's even another example. Should they have closed the tent? No. They fought through what the Ravens did. And they're hitting their strides right at the right time. And man, nobody but nobody but nobody wants to be facing the Baltimore Ravens because they are steamrolling right now. Folks, I don't expect, I don't know. I, I tell you, the funny thing is my gut feeling is this coming weekend. I really believe that the Eagles are so pissed off because in that division, Washington, the Giants, and the Cowboys are still alive Only the Eagles are out of it because they lost yesterday to the Cowboys. So I'm telling you, in my gut feeling, the Eagles are going to be at home laying in the grass or laying in the turf, whatever you want to call it, waiting, waiting to spoil the season for Washington. And if the Eagles beat Washington, well, look, if Washington wins, they win the division. But if the Eagles beat Washington, if the Eagles beat Washington, then the winner of the Giants, then the winner of the Giants-Cowboys game becomes division winners. In this crazy, crazy season that we've gone through 2020. But you know what? If whoever gets into the playoffs, be it the Giants, be it Washington, be it the Cowboys, my hat's off. And and each one, each team has a story. Washington, Ron Rivera, new head coach, cancer. 
dealt with it, went through his treatments, and there he is on a sideline. Great story. Speaking of Washington, by the way, I don't hear anybody, you know, getting back to Dave Gettleman. Remember how they were ripping? How could you pick Daniel Jones in the draft when Dwayne Haskins was available? I don't hear anybody bellyaching, bitching, and moaning about Dwayne Haskins now, do you? Yes, me, he's going to be, he, he, he won't be on, on Washington next year. He's been an accident waiting to happen. But that's the Washington story. The Cowboys story. They lose Dak Prescott. Plus other people, but they lose their quarterback Dak Prescott. And you have the Giants. A lot of new young guys, they lose their star running back. One of the young stars in the league, Saquon Barkley. Second game of the season. Nobody needs to apologize for the record they have if they get into the postseason. No rules should be changed. It's been this way for a long time. If if we're going to pull this crap that nobody deserves this and nobody deserves that, then you ought to do away with wild cards. You know, the, the landscape in sports has changed. You know, it's, it's like you go back. There used to be back in the day, one team from the old NFL, one team from the East, one team from the West, squared off, play for a championship. Baseball used to be one team from the American League, one team from the National League. You had a World Series. This is the landscape in sports today, folks. This is what we have. I'm not apologizing for five and tens, for nobody. Not for the Giants, not for the Cowboys, nobody. You know, Bill Parcells used to say two things. You are what your record says you are. That's for sure. You are what your record says you are. But he also used to say, the only thing that matters is getting into the tournament, meaning the postseason. Once you get into the tournament, doesn't matter what your record is as long as you're in. As long as you're in. So someone's going to get in (laughs) to the postseason. With either a seven and nine, because if if Washington should win, they'll get in at seven and nine. If the Giants or the um, Giants or Cowboys win it, they'll have to win it with six and ten. So be it. You want to bellyache about it? You don't like it? That's on you. But I think you're being silly and you're doing yourself an injustice because sports is what sports is. On any given day, anything can happen 
And this is just an example. And why should it happen in this freaking crazy year of COVID-19? And that, my friends, is now a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Please let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. You can do it on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook, get in touch with me. You can also always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Now I'd like to thank some people, in particular my new home here at Bleed.com, the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, I got to thank you, the people out there. Because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to. So until next time, it is I, Ross Salzberg, saying bye-bye, so long, and farewell. Have a great week, everybody, and a happy and a healthy New Year. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.